Let's talk stock picks. Joining us to take us into the closing bell is Mr. Max Wasserman. He's the founder and senior portfolio manager at Miramar Capital. Max, welcome back to the show. What's new in your portfolio? What do you like? What are you going into next year with the strongest conviction on? Oliver, it's great to see you as always. Thanks. I appreciate being on the show again. We like, again, we're going to reemphasize in technology, we love 5G. We think that's the place to be. Actually, one of our biggest holdings in 5G is really Broadcom. We've been adding to that even recently. We like where they have not only in the data centers, which is about 25% of their business now, but also as the phones and the upgrade cycle. And a trade net 16 times earnings with about a 3.3% dividend yield. We think that's a very nice way to play the 5G. What about all these smaller, mid-cap, high-growth, 30 40% top-line stories, Max? Uh, you're, you're not going to step out for one of those right now? Well, we, you know, we feel we have exposure in these, like with the Apples at 30-something times earnings. I mean, we had Microsoft. Mm. But, you know, we're dividend investors. We're conservative way to play technology. We like companies that have solid cash flows, can increase the dividend by 10 to 15% a year, and Broadcom can do that. Qualcomm's another investment we have. We really like that. As you know, we have big exposure in semiconductors. We also have Texas Instrument, but that's not a 5G play for us, really. But our big plays right now, I'd have to say the biggest one in 5G is really now Broadcom, and now Apple's our second play, but that's more, that's a little bit more than just 5G. And then you look at Qualcomm as that. So we like those. You throw in another conservative play in, in Verizon, but these are dividend growers. And if I can get a company that increases their dividend 10% and grow their revenue, and Broadcom and Qualcomm should really be able to take advantage of that, uh, we're, we're really excited about going that into the next year. Technology. Max. Apple's talking about getting uh, more uh, discreetly involved in their chip making process. That's been a big story. The charts for the pure chip makers do look, I think, notably different from Apple. To apply a little technical spin on it with Broadcom and Qualcomm, both uh, recently having made new highs. Apple's trying to get through its September level. How important is it to see how Apple trades in a kind of true reopening scenario? Because, I mean, the company, and by many respects uh, enjoyed the quarantine period as being very much in demand for some of the services components and uh, the businesses that snapped back and were a big part of making things function normally over the last you know eight months basically does apple have that kind of quarantine risk as we emerge from lockdown that's it, a great question but i really don't view these stocks i'm probably in the minority as you know stay-at-home stocks you know, there's everybody communicates off. This is this was going this direction 5G prior to the virus. Apple has so many different ways to, to cease revenue growth, and I think with the even with the watch being able to open it up, not just to Apple users but also to Samsung in the future is a big way. The medical applications, and when you throw in the whole 5G aspect of it, so I really don't look at that as a one-time. The virus goes away in these stocks. I do think once the virus gets under control, a lot of the other companies that are trading 70, 100 times earnings and 100 times sales, those will go away in terms of their high valuations. But Broadcom's another one. These companies are, have been doing dramatic transformations to take advantage of the new wave of technology. Now, in candidness, we talked before about Qualcomm, and we've reduced our exposure a little bit because we've doubled that position within like six to seven months. Mm. Uh, and we like the valuation better with a, a Broadcom. So we reduced it a little bit road more. We still have exposure to Qualcomm, we still like it, 
but it's not our leading chip. It's really more Broadcom from the valuations. And I don't believe any of these are stay-at-home stocks. Okay, okay. Let's talk some healthcare here, Max. I think this is one of the more interesting set of picks uh, that you're looking at right now, just because we've been so myopic in our coverage and you know, focus on the vaccine makers. But I do notice that Pfizer, Moderna, those stocks have both gotten slammed really hard since we actually started distributing the vaccines. And I look at a stock like Merck, which was the darling child uh, for the last three years before the vaccine, given all the big oncology strides they were making, stock hasn't gone anywhere in like eight months. Uh, when is the market going to wake up and start appreciating the non-vaccine stocks in healthcare? Well, I think it's just where a flow of capital is going. You know, it's like that old adage, money goes where it's treated best. And right now, technology is on a tear. So if you're a portfolio manager, if you're an aggressive manager, you're going to rotate out of the more stable, conservative companies as the pharmaceuticals. You're going to go into technology. And that's where we see the money flow. That being said, you know, we're not looking at um, healthcare just strictly as pharmaceuticals, even though we do like Avi. Uh, Johnson & Johnson. We love Medtronics. We think once the opening comes back, you'll have more surgeries. I mean, look at all these elective surgeries that have been put on hold. That should really benefit like the Medtronics of the world. Merck is not really a benefit of you know, the economy turnaround. They're really Katruda. I mean, that's really where the growth is in oncology. Johnson Johnson, you know, that's more of a stable. But none of these companies do we really think are garnishing attention because people are flying to where there's fast cash. And we've seen we've seen this before. You know, you saw, you see uh, resemblance of this in 1999. I mean, my partner and I discuss this all the time. It's a little scary to us when we see companies and IPOs that go up at you know 20, 30, 40 percent in a day. We see valuations that are based on just a one-hit wonder. So that makes us uh, concerned. But these are great. You know, I think AbbVie should do much better with their acquisition. Uh, Abbott Labs and Medtronic. We, we really like the medical device service side of the business as well as just the healthcare. Okay, so skipping the one-hit wonders, going for the reliable names that might start to get some appreciation again once life gets back to normal. Max, uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for the walkthrough here on the company picks. Mr. Wasserman, have a great Thank weekend. You, have a great holiday. Thank you. You too. Be well. Thanks. Max is a founder and senior portfolio manager at Miramar Capital.